Hey, this is PJ Souls, and you are totally listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Woo! Keep listening. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that really and truly loves scary movies. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius Biggie. And on today's episode, we're looking forward to the month of October and previewing all the horrors that Screenland Armor and Tapcade have in store for us with their annual Shocktober lineup. And you don't have to be in shock to listen to and find our show, although I hear it does help. All you need to do is search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are posted, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your shock hole. <laughs> and uh, what's more shocking than the social media area? And mm-hmm. uh, if you're wanting to be shocked, you can find us uh, on social media. We're on Twitter, at Nightmare Junk, and on Facebook, the Nightmare Junkhead. And we got some shocking shenanigans coming up, man. Uh, horrific happening, shocking shenanigans. Because it's the most wonderful time of the year. As this episode releases on September 27th, we're closing out the month of September by truly looking forward to all the, the horrors mm-hmm. that are coming up in the month of October. So on Facebook, under our event tab, again, stuff that we're hosting, stuff that we're just going to. If you want to find the horrific happenings uh, or shocking shenanigans in the Kansas City area, Come and check it out. And Mm -hmm. as we start off on October 1st, if it's a Tuesday, and it is, you know I'm going to be at the Draft House at 9.34... Terror Tuesday, Ooh. and we're kicking the month of October off with a uh, with a film that I have not watched in quite some time. In fact, I kind of kicked off my month my like movie night here at home with a uh, a couple of like God, I'm trying to think now. It's been ten plus years, but the first time I actually focused in the month of October to like do more than just one film. I did double features every weekend, and the first weekend I kicked off with a double feature of 1984's Ghostbusters, Mm -hmm. which isn't playing, but on October 1st, you will see uh, the film that I paired with Ghostbusters, the 1982 Tobey Hooper classic, Poltergeist. Ooh, that's a good pairing. That's a good double feature. Well, and then also I actually had um, red jello shots for Poltergeist and green for Ghostbusters. So this place is drunk. <laughs> it, it, it was not clean at all. Uh, but again, make sure to check that out uh, over Terror Tuesday, the Alamo Draft House. But in the month of October, the Kansas City Horror Club, oh, I yeah. do hear, has a, quite a such sights to show us. We do. We Would you say we have a plethora of things? <laughs> you do have a plethora. Okay. So first off, when this drops on the 27th, the next day, the 28th, at the Buffalo Room, I'm hosting friend of the podcast, Amber Solomon and On Your Knees. They are showing House of Horrors. It's a horror burlesque. And I'm going to be your MC because what's better in October than boobies? Yes, that's a preview of the jokes that you're going to get. It's going to be awesome. It's a good thing this podcast is free because you're going to be paying for that, people. (laughs) Yep. Um, No, but we got some traveling acts. It's going to be fucking rad. And they always put on a really good show. Yes, they do. A really good show. Then on October 5th at the... Twin Drive-In and Independence Horror Club's got you covered. I can't fucking wait for this. Once again, we're taking over the drive-in with a terribly diabolical double feature of Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and American Werewolf in London. And there's going to be a horror-themed swap and shop with all local vendors. We got like 30 vendors 
packed in, selling their wares, and it's $10 a carload. Again, get Cronenberg crash creative mm-hmm. when it comes to piling everyone in there. But also, this is a chance to go ahead and pick up like your Christmas horror goodies Absolutely. early. Absolutely. And they're all like locally handmade. Rotten Reynolds going to be there. Atomic Cotton's going to be there. Again, Men you, Behind the Masks going to be there. We've been promoting local as much as we can here this year, and mm-hmm. this is another great way to get out and support that. So we hope to see everyone out there. And also, technically, if you want to, if you want to get really creative... Go and listen to our uh, Dream Warriors commentary yeah. track along while you're watching the film. Get get indulgent with exactly. it. Exactly. Get Cronenberg. <laughs> Don't dream it. Then on October 9th, Horror Club Game Night is back at the Pawn and Pint. Um, normally, now they have 30 different horror-themed games, and we're, they're bringing them up. And they got a full bar, full menu. Normally, it's a $5 cover. But if you're a member of the Horror Club... It's totally free. And how do you become a member of the horror club? Super heavy vetting system. There's sacrifices. There's whole rituals. There's like forms you got to fill out. No, no. Just go to the horror club on face. Kansas City Horror Club on Facebook. Hit like and you are in. Then we got more <laughs> stuff coming up for you. That's in October. In November, I cannot wait. I can. Fi- I finally announced this. It is now 100% go. It's ready to go. On November 2nd, we are holding our annual charity fundraiser, Monsters Ball Halloween Hangover. This one's going to be at the Record Bar in Kansas City. Um, it's going to be so much fun. We have three bands, uh, Razor Wire Halo, uh, The Final Girls, and uh, They Watch Us from the Moon. And all the proceeds, well, some of the proceeds are going to go to the Walking and Rolling Foundation, which is this really dope foundation that they take walkers and wheelchairs for special needs children, and then they trick them out to look like the costumes. So, like, say, for example, one of them, one of the kid wanted to be Darth Vader for Halloween, so they turned his wheelchair into a TIE fighter. It's fucking rad. And it's a charity I strongly believe in because every kid deserves a good Halloween. So we're raising money for that. And then that's not even including all the other stuff we got. We got uh, paint nights. We got uh, craft nights coming up in October. I'm still working on those dates. We got all sorts of stuff. We're going to be, um, speaking of Shocktober, we're helping out with the Apparition Bar. Yep. That's coming up, the pop-up. We're going to be there on the media night promoting, and we're going to be there. There's going to be a horror club night there. It's going to be rad. So definitely, we, again, follow the, on Facebook, and then also under your uh, event tabs as well. Yes. We've got pretty much all those links. All the Shocktober events, all the Alamo events, October Horror Club has got you covered. And I guarantee if you go out there, out and about uh, in the month of October, this is, like you said, it is that time of the year. Mm-hmm. This is when even the normies will come out. For the scary, you know, spooky shenanigans that are yeah. going on. And we've been talking about it. We actually opened up the month uh, talking all the stuff that was going on at the Draft House. Well, we're closing the month here by talking all the stuff going on at our local Screenland theaters. And you know our next guest, um, because he's a multiple hat wearer, and I'm talking like figuratively and literally here. Um, he is currently working on his latest uh, short called Lost and Found. He is the co-owner of the Screenland Theaters. Welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Adam Roberts. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey. And actually, you're our only guest that has technically been on the Movie Crypt podcast, so you've really got that going for you. Oh, yeah. That's I right. I forget I was on that podcast. <laughs> that did happen. That did happen. Oh, no, I totally remember because you yeah, said- Yeah, you were on the ones and twos. I was. Well, I was on the ones and twos, but also you let out the gnarliest thing that made me really nervous about sitting on the sofas at Screenland, but I don't know if you remember your little comment, but- uh, It was probably about being jacked off on there. Something along those lines, okay. yeah. It was- <laughs> <laughs> different kind of theater oh, okay <laughs> well speaking of theaters please tell our listeners where can they find you out on the social media please plug and promote away 
good question. Um, <laughs> I think you could find me on the Instagram at Waste of Mind Films. I think I'm on Twitter at either Waste of Mind or Waste of Mind Films. Uh, I don't use Twitter very much. Sorry, folks. Uh, Instagram, I do do some updates and some posting. And uh, yeah, that's probably the best way to find me. How about if they want to find out the Shocktober lineup? Um, Screenland.com or uh, Screenland Armor on Facebook or Armor Theater on all the social medias. And that's the best way to kind of find us or tap Kate KC on all the social medias. There we go. That's what we're getting to. Yep, now, go. before we get into the lineup here, um, as we mentioned before, you're currently in the work on your latest short, Lost and Found. Mm-hmm. How's it going so far? Uh, it's good. We're uh, two of three days through it. Um, we're out of the woods, which is great. Um, first now, couple of days, we're in, in heavy woods and... 90 oh, degrees in the heat, and uh, I thought, literally we're out of the Okay, woods. I was like, not figuratively like, hey, everything's all good. No, yeah. they're blur witching it and shit, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is much different of a beast. Uh, it's much more uh, heavy. Oh, yeah. Um, your last one with the uh, uh, mushrooms and shit, mm-hmm. that fucked me up, dude. <laughs> that yeah. fucked me up. I was like, holy shit, this is creepy. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was mostly like uh, some sorts I just do just to see what like what I could do. And that one we shot on beta, and uh, that was mostly just like, hey, I want to shoot a movie on beta, <laughs> and uh, and get real Cronenbergy and body horror, and <laughs> mm-hmm. very weird. And so that one was fun. This one is uh, is a totally different beast because it's actually somebody else's uh, original idea that I just adapted into a screenplay. Um, but it's more sci-fi adventure with like light dabblings of horror. Um, so genre, I mean, you... yeah, oh yeah, I mean it's yeah, it fully goes into that genre. But I am also about to start shooting another short, <sighs> and that is full horror comedy. Well, I'd say comedy horror. I've never, which I've never done, just that. And it's a, uh, it's an idea I've been sitting on for a minute. But uh, uh, my buddy Eric Havens and I, uh, I wrote a draft and then he helped me tighten it up. And it's it's gonna start shooting I think in the first week of October. Um, and that's just pure horror comedy. So I'm ba- I'm back to back on some things right now because I have nothing else to do. I'm just sitting around my yeah, couch bored. Well, and I was just about I wanted to say thank you for taking the time to come on here because even after looking at the lineup of everything that you programmed for both you know Armor and Tapcade, I'm surprised you're walking a straight line because it's just it's ridiculous how that's so. The fact that you're finding time to go ahead and continue to shoot not only finish up a film but then follow up another one. Um, I think it shows why you're on the movie crit because you are your filmmaker and that's I mean that's what drives you and good congrats and good luck on all that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so when are we gonna be hopefully being able to see it then? That's the big question. Um so we're we're editing as we prepare okay. to shoot our last day. So we, we shot in order actually, which is kinda rare. Um hmm. and we are hopefully gonna lock down the first part in editing and push it to music in the next like few days. We have a, a tight uh, deadline because we're trying to get into a certain festival. Um, oh, okay, so we have like three and a half weeks to finish to get a rough cut to, to get something that's watchable. Damn, but you're busy as shit. And speaking of certain festivals, you guys are also now working on Panic Fest for next <laughs> yep. year, too. God, first of all, yep. I'd love Panic Fest. Yeah, congratulations. And congratulations. It is a well deserved award that you guys got for Again, the Pitch Weekly. Adam is one of the co founders of Panic Film Festival, and you've been kind enough, and I don't know maybe if it's a nepotism kind of thing, but you've always been kind enough to let us, you know, host things there, do the live podcast. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. But And thank you for letting us be part of that because even as kind of an outside observer, when we weren't doing anything like that, it was just cool to engage in. And the continued success, you know, the fact that they're getting more promotion. Yeah. In fact, actually, speaking of the movie crypt, when they had Issa Lopez on, 
they mention the fact Those that... Those guys act like they haven't been anywhere besides Kansas City. <laughs> and I love it. I, I mean, love they, it. they've had a great... I mean, Adam's been here a couple oh, times yeah. now, so I think they've had great experiences both times, and, you know, it's... The fact that, you know, they were talking about that the, you know, the, the word of mouth at the Panic Film Festival when mm-hmm. Tigers Are Not Afraid played, and... Because you... Kansas City is a film town, and you are one of the driving factors in establishing that community. So, from for not only from Genius McGee, but from the Kansas City <laughs> Horror Club, dude, thank you, man. Because, yeah. yeah, it's truly the armor. Your two theaters are temples to movies. And that's what I think a lot of people always forget about. I, everyone that wants to get involved in the film business, everyone wants to be a filmmaker, but they often forget about the producing side of it, the distribution side of it, the scene side of it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have, like you said, a temple to worship in, you're just wandering around. So without, and again, we, and we always mention it whenever we host thing, it's like, you know, cinema is sacred at Screenland. And I think the people that come there are those people that really worship film and it's created a really cool community. Yeah. I think, uh, especially over like the last like year and a half, two years, like it's really, the community has really like found its way to us. Um, and things like panic fest have helped and, and just, kind of getting more into the groove of things that I want to do. You know, once we added the other theaters, let me yeah, really yeah. open up and get like more into what I want to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's all just a process, you know, every day, like I'm on the other side of movies that most people never see or, or you know, like working with big and small studios and, mm-hmm. and seeing how that, that whole back end works. Um, and, you know, and then I run a, a festival, which is like a whole nother beast. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a whole different Thing to live on that side of the coin which most people like would die i guess to see like what it's like to work you know every day i'm emailing with whoever like disney or fox mm-hmm. or paramount and then i'm or i'm working directly with the you know filmmakers like uh like miss lopez who did tigers not afraid or adam green and joe yep. lynch or, or whoever it is you know i'm always like like working with those sides of the thing so when i get a chance to finally like get down and do my own thing it's it's uh it's a really um it's just so different because now i'm you know i'm shooting um and, and I'm thinking ahead of like, okay, we got to, what we have to do for the other side of the coin, you know, mm-hmm. what I need to have for exhibiting because most right. people don't know um, how to get on that side of the world or what they do, like how to like really handle the treatment of everything. And, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's fun. It's busy time. <laughs> we're, we're going full ahead and, you know, Panic Fest opened up submissions this year, I think July. Yep earlier and we, we've already had we, there's already shit done in there and i'm like i'm looking at, at the queue and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> like, uh and and uh you know we were i work pretty close with like some other um, um curators at like nightmares nightmares film fest which is in about a month from now in columbus and uh and like so I, i'm always like you know asking like what's the good stuff you know what's the mm-hmm. word because we you know they're hitting before mm-hmm. us and some mm-hmm. of those things will come out and won't make it to our fest uh and and then you know it's it's like we're the week after Sundance, so sometimes we get movies that are like, oh, it just played at Sundance, and now it's playing here, like what we do in the shadows, or, yep. or, or, or you know, things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy time of year, and we have a st- we have a Star War this year. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Oh god. So uh, yeah, it's it's I, gonna be a hell of a lot of six months for me. We'll see if I live. Well, and that's why I'm <laughs> glad we talking to you right now. To right. At least, <laughs> it's just get you on one more time before we talk see you about in spring. The, exactly. <laughs> so again, thanks for taking the time to do this. Um, Man, I'm, I'm thinking, I just want to throw in a special request. I don't know if it's something that can happen, but um, over at uh, Cinepocalypse recently, you know, not too long ago, we had Katie Glidewell on, uh, a.k.a. the blonde in front, and she had a chance to witness Veronica. So I don't know if that's a possibility, I but bet. I'm just throwing it out there. 
the distributor for that's not been easy to work with. I can understand. <laughs> is, is it Glenn Danzig? <laughs> just uh, <laughs> himself. It's not Glenn Danzig, but it is somebody who normally does not distribute movies. So mm, that's fair. Well, like I said, uh, yeah. I just wanted to throw it out there into the into the the consciousness. You know, make sure. But they are getting one of the ones that sounded extra rad. Well, I think that's the perfect segue then into talking about something that has become kind of again an annual yearly wonderful tradition here in the month of October mm-hmm. but you and how how many years has Shocktober been going on at this point this is year number seven good lord okay exactly when you're you taking out the abacus <laughs> we do have one here in the studio because we are lo-fi but um, and it's hard enough sometimes when we're putting together like nerdoween just three films mm. hard enough to kind of figure that out you are putting where you are literally going to be see almost a film a night or at least an event almost every through the night so, through the month of october two. exactly yeah. um how how do you approach something like this? Is there kind of a what is the end goal? Are there themes? Like how do you walk us through this process if you wouldn't mind? Yeah, uh, this year there's no theme. Uh, there have been kind of themes in years past, um, but this year's kind of. So I always look at like what did I I do last year? What have I done since last year? Sure. Um, so I'm trying not to show anything we did in the. Well, I, I, there's some I always do. Like, like for example, Night of the Living Dead for yeah. seven years on October 1st. Yep. It's always at Armor mm-hmm. for free. Yep. Um, so that's always been the kickoff um, because I think it's it's d- rightfully the best way to kick off the movie. I think it's you know it's not super long. It's very accessible. A lot of people still haven't seen it on the big screen. Yeah. Um, and it plays and, better and it's in 2019. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So I think that's like that's a, a one that's been perennial. Um, the Exorcist is also one that I, I bring back and back and back. Yep. And then John Carpenter's Halloween. So those are like three that have always like maintained in there. The rest of them, these are kind of, have I ever done it? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then like, like have I ever done it at Shocktober or have I ever done it ever? Yes. So um, that's just kind of, I start thinking about it in like June. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, and then I, I had this lineup, I think, I think I sent it to you guys in the early August. Yep. It was pretty early this year, like maybe August 1st it was done. Um, so, you know, that's me working two or three months before um you know which usually i'm like four weeks out and when i'm doing like repertory bookings yeah uh but this is like it's such an undertaking that it's like i gotta find the rights to him i have to plan it i have to that i'm like going back and forth like between my really like new releases and like what what my screens look like mm-hmm. to make it all work and uh and yeah it's exhausting <laughs> it takes me uh, uh, this year didn't have as many uh not going to wood right now because uh, it's possible that something, you know, might come up and you know, who knows and, and a movie drops or a movie sure. is added. Usually there's more movies added than there are dropped. Um, every once in a while we'll get one for whatever reason that moves or has to change. Um, it is the spooky time of the season. There's always yeah. a body count of some sort. Yep. It happens. Um, but yeah, that, that's how it is. So, I mean, we could... Just yep. dive right into yeah, this. So, over at, so literally what we're going to do is we're going to start October 1st and we're just going to make our way through the through the uh, the month uh, chronologically. So best places again, Screenland Armor on Tuesday, October 1st, the granddaddy of modern horror movies, George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Like you said. When does it become not a modern movie? <sighs> Actually, well, because techni- someone just said, I think this is the same movie. And I was like, mm, it's like 1967 or eight. And I'm like, when does it not become a modern movie? Well, and like I, classic rock now is Nirvana. So I think ultimately it, with 65 years, so, I, I still think with that, I think it's it's 68, I think, is the main cutoff point because you also then that same year got Rosemary's Baby. Uh-huh. And I mean, that really kind of turned horror f- for the good. I mm-hmm. think that everything else behind beyond that, then I think would be 
the classic, if you will. I don't know. That's that's where I'm putting my. Foot I almost on that. would say now, like 1980, pre 1980s oh. classic. I think what we needed, we need to do have like a golden age, silver, silver age, age, things like that, and like oh, golden yeah, age would be like Universal Monsters would be the golden age, Certainly. and then yeah. the 50s be its own thing, the nuclear then, age. Yeah, yeah, and, the, and then then we have the garbage, and yeah. then we have the. <laughs> yeah, I will the not have tours. you speak about the 90s that way. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. I just I, I I literally thought about this. I don't remember what podcast somebody said it and i was like hmm, interesting it's still a modern classic when does that change and who decided that i do like your let's break it down let's sell let's send it to everywhere and make sure let's figure out the ages yeah because i think that's good there's probably like four or five we're oh, probably yeah. in the fifth right now mm-hmm. and that probably started in like 2000 because i 2000. think 99 was the the peak of like that. 1981 to uh, 1980 to 99 was like a great like growth of american cinema or just cinema but in general, specifically yeah. american cinema and then 2000 was like Oh shit! Here we go. Well, then, new millennia. You yeah. know, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna embrace new problems, new perspectives, and that would make Fucking sense X, then. Man, every time, man, ruined movies for everybody. <laughs> that, One comic book movie success. Well, you know, and I, I I was part of the problem. I was. I mean, we were all there. Yeah, it's I was fine. gonna say we we all have our tickets. I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, we all have a Hugh Jackman poster. No, that's just me. Maybe no, it's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It's, it's it's just for you. It's you know taper up on the ceiling. So that's the only thing that's a little awkward. But hey, I'm not here to judge. I'm the best there is at what I do. <laughs> well, on Wednesday, October second, then uh, going from the you know Godfather of modern horror to a film that I remember. I actually skipped school to go see back in the day uh, a film that was initially called Medieval Dead, but Army of Darkness. This one, you can't. Now that's the one I've never shown this movie. Really, You've never shown this movie? Mm-hmm. How? Wow. I've shown Evil Dead one and two. Of course, pretty yeah. often. Um, We've hosted a couple. Yeah, I was of gonna them. say yeah, several times. <laughs> uh, as yeah, singles and doubles. Um, most recently, like a few months ago. Uh, of course, there's a new. Uh, you know, I put this lamp out and I get it. Grindhouse releasing, releasing a oh, new, the Evil, new Dead. Evil Dead. Uh, you know, they just did the 4K last year, and yeah. we just showed that a few months ago. And now they're like, well, motherfucker, we brought the original composer back, yep. and we re- remixed it into, for the first time, because it's always been mono. And it's like, why didn't you think to do this in the first 4K release? Oh, mm-hmm. wait, it's Evil Dead. If it doesn't have 400 releases a year, it doesn't have one. Exactly. God um, damn But yeah, Army of Darkness, never done it. Um, I don't think I have much other... Straight horror com. Uh, maybe that's wrong, um, no, but this there's one- a couple horror comedies in here and some fun movies. But but this is a good uh, a good one for people. I think a lot of people haven't seen it on the big screen. Yeah, and a, almost a gateway film too, where you could bring the mm-hmm. youngsters. And there's a number of gateway films that you're playing here, which I think is awesome. But no, this is one, and it's actually like I said, I've Army of Darkness for the most part for me. Um, it's it's. Uh, I enjoy it. I love it. I appreciate it. But I always kind of go back to the Evil Dead's if I revisit. Yeah, me too. So I think ultimately I might definitely have to come out and check it out just to see it up on the big screen it's, to appreciate it. I love three. I love Army of Darkness. I think it's fantastic. I'll go two, three, and then go back to the one. original. Yeah. Well, that works. Mm. That works. Well, then the next night on October 3rd, and this is one that technically isn't horror. Well, you never know technically. Yeah. But uh, the Joker is yeah. coming out. And uh, it's horror in the same sense that Taxi Driver Taxi Driver, is. yeah. That seventies lived in nasty, yeah. just or, uh, human, human you know, horror, human yeah. horror, mm-hmm. yep. horror is a society. Well, again, and this is and because it's going to be more of a newer release. I want to go. Well, technically, this one is also a newer release, mm-hmm. uh, but on October fourth. Speaking of human horror, and a film that technically also made just a real brief theatrical run, but uh, Rob Zombie's Three from Hell, mm-hmm. which I'm curious to see because I've heard really conflicting things yeah. online based I mean, on it, some it, of the. It's 
falls in line with his other stuff. With, it's pretty Grindhouse. I mean, it's full Rob Zombie Grindhouse. I mean, that's, that's what you're I don't know what people are expecting at this point from Rob Zombie. That's I true. don't think that uh, I, what the fuck are, <laughs> what, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, have you seen any of his movies? Motherfucker made music videos forever. And then now mm-hmm. he, I mean, it's, this is his it's, shit. He's super maligned. I think either you love him or you don't like yeah. him or you're just kind of like, But you're not going to change whatever. at this point, right? Right, right. I think, personally, uh, Devil's Rejects was his magnum opus. Yeah. He's and got so, there and he's, he's already passed it. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, it, it's, I always think reviews for his movies are very funny. I'm like, what the fuck did you, you have you seen? First right. of all, did you see the first two? <laughs> okay. Now, third, that's yeah. all we got to say. And then it's like, his, his name is Rob Zombie. It's in the title, like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's it's not blatant so false it, advertising. It's not merchant you know ivory. You don't like this yeah. movie, or if you like this movie, yeah. yeah. So well, masterpiece theater presents three from hell. You <laughs> know, not gonna happen. But I'm curious to see how it is because I do want to make a opinion of my own. So that's gonna be at Screenland Armor on October fourth. And hey, then, we just talked about this movie at Monday Mystery Movie Night. Yeah, we did actually. But then that same night on October fourth, over at Screenland Tapcade, make room for a uh, like a double feature here. And especially, and this is what I love, the fact that you're bringing in a documentary mm-hmm. uh, this early. But on October 4th at Screenland Tapcade, Memories, The Making of Alien. He pushed it up. It's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and this is one that I've read about. And I'm angry because if you know the podcast, you know we love behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff. You know we love these three hour long making of documentaries. So I, that is just, I'm going to eat that one up. Like, And it is. Yeah. I mean, I think if you've seen like room 237, mm-hmm. it's that, it's a deep, that deep dive of, of like people who made this movie. I mean, alien fans are obsessive mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's in that kind of a dive. That's cool. Nice. But it has a little bit more pure making of, okay. like it's not all like, Conspiracy and hearsay, right. like two, three, like seven theories about think what things are, what they mean. It is also about the actual production of the film and like just how kind of insane it was and how organic so much of that came out. Uh, and then, and then if you stay for which movie? Oh yeah, well then uh, following that up, uh, oh, and this is one. Everyone, you know, when they think of great '80s remakes, they always think you know the thing. They think the fly. Very rarely do they follow up with the blob. The Blob is one of the best remakes of all time. And we are going to be hosting that screening, so mm-hmm. make sure you show up early because, of course, we're going to have a pre-show. We all will be know, doing giveaways. If you've never seen The Blob, oh. is this is fresh off the heels of Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors! Chuck so Russell. if you love that Chuck Russell Dream Warriors vibe, he takes that and I, it feels like he had a bigger budget for this. I mean, it is gooey, gooey, gross horror. Don't expect the 50s. Because oh, no, this, this is, is mean, mean as shit, and it's gory as shit. Tony Gardner's special effects in this film are unreal. And also, little shout, this would be a uh, Scream Factory shout-out, but a friend of the podcast, Justin Beam, produced a number of the extras that are going on that Blah Blu-ray that's coming out in October from uh, Scream Factory. Nice. On it is a, God, going back to the, I'm waxing the movie Crips car today, gang. I'm really sorry. But Joe Lynch is balls. Often, balls. Joe Lynch is often cited the Blob as being the film that made him want to be a filmmaker. He moderates the commentary track with Chuck Russell, Tony Gardner, and I think someone else from the film. So I cannot wait to listen to that one. But Justin, thank you for putting this together. This is a Blob's dream come true. Mm-hmm. And watch out for um, McCracken, uh, Emil. Oh, I'm, oh God, poor <laughs> Paul McCrane. I think Paul he McCrane. Ha- he has it in his like contract. If he does a genre film. 
he has to die horribly horribly or at least and then also on er as well uh but then let's see That's here horror. that is horror but then on october 5th and this is again this is something we did indeed just uh, reference on our nerds and nostalgia episode where we talked bogus journey but we talked a little bit about keanu reeves role in this film and how some people that might take him out but i appreciate that he went for it but uh this is and i haven't seen this on the big screen since i saw it back when it was released but uh francis for coppola's bram stoker's dracula yeah <laughs> that's a that's a mouthful uh, so we actually did show this last year and, uh, it was kind of a, a random one for me to throw in there. Uh, and then it sold out and I was like, Jesus Christ, I, I need to move this to a bigger theater. And I did, and it was still sold out. And I was like, okay, wow. apparently people love Rob Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> I do. I'd love that movie. No, I actually, I'd actually do quite a bit. And it is definitely a movie made to be seen on the big screen. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, Coppola went like, he must've been like, just high on something watching like some Argento movies because he goes yeah. full his color palette's you know full like two three strip colors and it's it's just it's a really gorgeous movie uh, I don't it, and it's another one that like uh, a number of years we we had really poor quality versions in like uh, VHS tapes and DVDs and then the Blu-ray finally came out where he remastered it and it looked great and uh, that's the version you'll see is that last remaster because the colors were like like Suspiria were all incorrect on a lot of those releases and it looks great. And it's something that is, you know, it's not scary, but it's Gary Oldman playing He's, multiple mm-hmm. ages of Dracula. And, and that alone is worth the price of admission. And I remember it also being just kind of a very filthy kind of film as it well. Is. It's, kind, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not gothic romance. It's gothic diddly. Deal breaker yeah. at any point? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Especially when she's all sexed up, you vampire. When she's <laughs> like, ah, and like that wolf bangs her. Yeah, dude, that is not a deal breaker at all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah sorry sorry folks banging wolves isn't something we normally talk about here on the podcast but uh, stuff we also talk about let's see here the following night then um we're going oh no then that follow the same night then on october 6th nope shit i gotta go let's go down screen Sunday, Sunday the then go to tap kate Will that make more sense? Yeah, that would okay. make more sense. That might be easier for us, too. That's fair. <laughs> so we're just going to go down. So, so the next night then, and this is a film that I saw last year on the big screen for the first time. Uh, but And the, talking about like the, the classic ages of cinema and horror, but the creature from the Black Lagoon. This movie is art. It's wonderful. It's so, so we're good. Actually, uh, we, we paired up a, with the public library um, who's bringing in. There's a book called Lady, uh, Lady from the Black Lagoon, and it's about the making of this movie and how this was the only uh, universal monster film uh, creature designed by a woman. Uh, and the book is terrific, and uh, they're doing a book club for this book with the, uh, with the writer of that, of that book. And so we're, we're doing a screening in a book club that day. The book's really short. It's like 300 pages. There's an awesome yeah. audio book, and you can crush through it pretty quick. So you still, on this time, you, I think you'd still have like 10 days to do it, and she'll be here in town the author I'm, I'm sorry her name's skipping my That's okay. my head right now uh but she'll be here uh i think on the 8th or the 9th and so. also, also you can then definitely pick up the book at the kansas city public library you yep. know take advantage of that i'm gonna actually go to read the- <laughs> get your read on but the same night a screen armor mm-hmm. uh will be hosting uh the premiere of the walking dead season yes. 10. season 10 season that's crazy yeah yeah and that i'm excited for that one too because media rewind podcast is going to be doing a live like Talking Dead esque thing right afterwards, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be me and Mountain Baldy waxing philosophic about zombies and carnage and fucking Henry. You Walking <laughs> Dead fans, you know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> then the next night after that, this is always a fun time, man. Slaughter Movie House is coming up. I 
dig slaughter. Jill Six. And they got a cool thing coming up for Halloween, too. Yes. For October. our Breast Cancer Awareness uh-huh. Month, they actually have this really rad, sweet-looking pin mm-hmm. that is, and, and, and actually last year they had that great glass, which I still have to this day, uh, but they changed up because the kids love the pins nowadays, those enamel pins. The so, kids do love the pins. Collect so you, them and trade them. Indeed, and I'm going to pick one up, put it on the vest, uh, and then with Slaughter Movie House, obviously, um, we'll have to see what the film is going to be, but again, good independent horror, always free, which is a good, and the other thing as well, we've got a lot of good free screenings coming up throughout the that month. That was the exhausting part of this year. I'm sure it was. I always try to give like five to ten. Mm-hmm. I think this. I don't even know how many are in this year. I think there's like fifteen to twenty. Quite a few, and that's <laughs> the other thing. You know, I hear people say, "Well, it's tough for me to kind of put together the calendar because it costs so much." Honestly, we've got you covered here through Screenland, and I'm talking from like classic movies to well, current. So let's you spend a little bit on some of the bigger events, which we have one coming up right here on the next night. Fifteen events are free in October. There it is. It's the plenty. official count. That is then, crazy. October eighth, Screenland Armor. This is one that. Yes. Uh, oh. I mean, you can comp- you can say eighth and ninth. You might as well talk about. Let's do a double feature, uh, both nights. I think you should. Oh man! It's and I got week. S- you got nothing going on. Tuesday, I, Wednesday, close the fucking house. Man. I got to see this last year, and it remains one of my favorite experiences from all of last year. Claudio Simonetti's Goblin coming to town. Live scores on the eighth. It's going to be Deep Red. And on the ninth, Suspiria, which, yeah, oh my goodness, we're you said one which. of two theaters I think in the country. Only two are doing Suspiria, unless they added some. We, we were one of two, um, which, uh, it, if you didn't know, Disney owns Fox now, and Suspiria now is unable to be booked. So this will probably be the last right. time in Kansas City you can ever see Suspiria. Oh, uh, and and you're seeing it with a live score by Goblin. <laughs> Does it, that make Mother Suspiria a Disney princess? Oh shit! I think so. <laughs> I think it does. Uh, and then, of course, Deep Red, which I've never seen on the big screen, I don't believe. Um, we've only shown it once, and that was that year two of Panic pa- Fest. Yeah. So, I, I was in attendance of that, and yeah. that movie is wonderfully weird. It's so fucking fun. And and the score, both scores are great. And I think it, if you've never seen an Argento film, oh. uh, you just go, just just like sign up. These are You're seeing them in the best possible way on the on the big screen. Absolutely. Rest, restored with a live score. Like, all this is cool. Because really, like, Argento doesn't do dialogue that much and especially in these yeah. two movies it's all visuals and music and you can know the story that's kind of what's great about it and if you're fans of like david fincher mm-hmm. or brian de palma like this guy is where he you know and of course he got it from uh you know fava but uh um or mario bava and uh he uh anyways if you like those type of films like these are these are full-on like weird horror thriller crime bizarre shit happens in all these movies and it's a total wild ride you want to see and it's it's gonna be fucking awesome the fact that you're gonna have both these movies on the big screen with goblin attendance and all the colors of the movie in there this is these aren't concerts these are experiences this is that laser light show but Mm -hmm. so much better and also i think if they may not be doing this but they also i believe will be playing about half an hour's worth of material afterwards where you get to hear them play phenomenon you get to hear them play demons it's in dawn of the dead I was old man rocking the entire time with poor little Elijah with me. Old man rocking out as well. I couldn't tell what people behind me were doing, but I had the best freaking time. The with best that. part of that is because we're not a music video is like it's, it ended and they're like, just turn the house lights up. And like, so it was just like the fucking lights came up and they just played in full ass lights. It was actually great. I mean, it would have been was, fine if they would have just played the regular way, but I'm so glad they just like flip those lights on. Yep. Let's turn. Let's play in the. Like this is a school or something. I don't Let's know. kick it out of school. It was, it was it was fantastic. It was definitely. If you're not going to see anything, you know what? 
go to the 15 free screenings, save your money. It, definitely check out the Deep Red because I think, Adam, you were mentioning, I do think the Deep Red is actually the stronger sound, the stronger score. Yeah. Like Suspiria is a little bit more, not even iconic because actually the Deep Red, I mean, that is, but That's the rad. overall score, I think, is probably more profound. Yeah. Profo Rosso, maybe. Well, in the movie, Ooh. Ooh. the movie itself, uh, Deep Red probably has, probably is a, as much as I love Suspiria, I, I think for a lot of people, Deep Red That's is there. a more straightforward movie. Oh, yeah. And it's easier to understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's, it flows a lot. Like his structure, his script is much tighter than that. Suspiria is like it starts one place and then it keeps turning corners and going wilder. And you're like, what the fuck? No one's talking. I don't know. And then they'll just like you know, Udo, Udo Kerr mm-hmm. shows up and it's just like, hello, here's, <laughs> here's the premise of the movie. Impossibly young and handsome Udo yeah. Kier in that one too, where you're like, "Oh, he's God, he's still creepy though." He's, still, he's still creepy. I mean, he's got his hand fully on her thigh, definitely during that whole conversation. If he doesn't, that's just that's just, just his, no fucking way that he does not. And it's, that's just his natural greeting: "Hello, I'm Udo Kier." With the hand on the thigh, works for me. Works for me. Well, the German guy. Following night, another one, and this is another one that's going to be a very cool experience because this film garnered a lot I'm of sorry, word I put of it mouth. All in one week. Oh, oh no, for a week. Oh, we no, no, I'm sorry. I put it all in one week. Oh, and all week. No, that's okay. That's okay. Because then on October it's 10th. It's October. It's back to back to back, baby. Exactly. We're talking all the, the entire month. It's back to month. back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And the whole month is chock full of good shit. And not in the Requiem of a Dream kind of way either. So it's really, really good. No, this is the film that actually tore up Cinepocalypse, the Tammy and the T-Rex gore cut. And I believe our friends from Forever Bogus are hosting that one. Yep. Awesome. And I, this is one I have to see. I heard yeah, about too. it. I never saw the film originally. Oh, you've never seen it? No. Holy shit! I I like I I caught it. I it must be like 1997 on, on, on in like UPN or something. I don't know. Uh, some some channel like that, and it was just like, what is this terrible like dinosaur mm-hmm. movie? But I had the biggest like crush on Denise, Denise Richards, Richards. Yeah. so I was like, I'm watching it all, and I was just like, this movie is like, I guess the man of two brains, but with a dinosaur, <laughs> and there's like a lot of weird revenge. And so I could tell at like all of age 11 or whatever that this movie had been like chopped up and I just assumed it was from TV, but it, I never thought it was like a gory movie. Yeah. And then the reactions out of Sin Apocalypse were, well, then the surprise reveal that this cut even exists yep. are that like, it's like Peter Jackson gore. Like it's like dead alive. And it's like, just the sequences are so out of control. and so bloody that it's it just blows my mind. I guess they were chasing after that Jurassic Park money, sure. Because um, this movie was in 1994, I believe. Um, so they're like, "Oh, cut it down to PG-13. It's got dinosaurs. We're gonna make a lot of money." I'm like, "Motherfucker, did you see your dinosaurs in this movie?" Uh, I remember. I think I remember seeing this on TV back in the day, and I remember like these are whack carnosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yes, I like. I think Carnivore came out either that year or the year after, and there's just like a lot of like team horror movie or dinosaur movies coming out well the fact that this also features the effects and the gore work is done by the late john carl beekler i think that actually made some more of a loving you know tribute Mm -hmm. to him as well since we recently lost him so i think if if you don't come out for a giant t-rex come out for beekler's work (laughs) well that's like full you know i don't know if this is a a horror film in in any sense other than a dinosaur killing people for revenge uh so it, it it's the lightest probably of the horror and the most like i you know the scene in like you know, every the background whenever a character went to the movies in like 1992 in a movie, they're like everyone's like talking and throwing popcorn up. I, this is what I imagine that screening is. It's that like, would happen. What the fuck is happening? Popcorn's going everywhere. Everyone's laughing. Uh, now all I can think about is like Abel Ferrara's Tammy and the T Rex. Just how much more different that would be. Just kind of going down that line. But 42nd BC. <laughs> 
<laughs> the very next night, then on October 11th, and this, this one is, looks weird as shit. <laughs> and this is definitely one that falls in the auteur category. But man, anything that Takeshi Mike puts out. <laughs> You're going to go and seek it out, regardless yeah. of what genre he's playing in, because he plays in all the genres. I don't know if mm-hmm. he's at the made same his, time. I mean, I guess he's made, uh, literally, he's made like straightforward family movies, but because uh, the guy's I, made like a hundred movies. It's unreal. It is unreal how but prodigious when he, gets he is. Bloody, this guy takes it to the limit. <laughs> and, and he does in this movie, too. So. And I've heard, yeah, this uh, to, uh, Takeshi Mike's First Love, October 11th at Screenland Armor. I've seen the trailer several times at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm engaged. And it played, I believe, at Fantastic Fest. Just a few days ago. Yeah, a couple days. And I've heard good, th- of course, everyone's like saying this is the one to see. So again, what I love, love is for the- a full week too. So Oh, nice. okay, good. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing with Joker, correct? Same thing with Joker and Three from Hell. We should have all those for And as well as uh, Memories, The Making of Alien as well? Yep. Excellent. So nice. if you can't make it out on these premieres, you will be able to check it out. But ultimately, if you, oh man, I just can't. Like, you know, his films are event films for the most part. And I I'm, dare everybody. Not on this list. I guess we did add one. We do have the new Adams Family cartoon. I uh, dare anybody to do a double feature with Adams Family and Takashi Miike's oh first love. Well, and what, what, a, like, what a what a night, baby. What mm-hmm. a night. I, I enjoy the fact that you are going repertory screenings and the new stuff as well. It's been a good balance there. Yeah. But then the next night in a film we just talked about on this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament, a film that a, a film that's celebrating 20 years. And it is a horror film. It is truly a horror film. It just haven't recently it may be watched his it. Most horror, straightforward yeah. horror. Yeah, I would did, could not disagree. Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, which I, this I, was a Thanksgiving movie, and I saw it on we go or Christmas Day. Was it? Was, it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas Day? I remember seeing it with family too. Yeah, I went like my dad would take us to the movies. And we went after whatever, whatever holiday it was. I can't remember. I think it was. I want to say it was Thanksgiving, but it might have been Christmas. No, it was. It was I, what do you think? Thanks. I think it was Thanksgiving. I I remember it being it cold. It was cold. Yeah, that's and I feel like in the nineties it was colder. Yeah, it was <laughs> in, in in November. Uh, but this movie Thanks was like warming. Like I remember our whole family went, and I was I must have only been like that fourteen. Yeah, um, well, a young and, little. But Adam. my sister was there, and so she was twelve. And I just remember seeing this movie. We're like, oh, it's Tim Burton, and you know, oh, that's gonna be pretty fun, silly. And the previews did sell the. I mean, Johnny Depp is pretty wacky in this, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, everything around him is like he's. It's actually really good. It's yeah, like it a is. hammer flick. Yeah, a hammer it's horror. Truly a gothic horror movie. Although, and again, man, he's gonna creep his way into this podcast as well. Unfortunately, Jeffrey Jones, goddamn diddler, dude. <laughs> Every time you see him, it's like. Damn it, ye old Rooney. November seventeenth, ninety nine. There it so is. Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, but <laughs> ye old I can't believe it's twenty years old. That it it, actually is a beautifully well it is. well made movie. It, it holds up. And when it, I we watched it, rewatched, but I want I cannot wait to see tale. it on the big screen though, yeah. because it, the scares I think will play well. Just the imagery. Christopher fucking walking. Yeah. Come on, baby. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, Christina no. Ricci. It's got a it's a great cast, and I think uh, Burton's like mo- most. Th- thorough horror film i can't disagree no i think i think this movie deserves to be up there when you talk about tim burton with beetlejuice well, we can talk about tim burton because the next guy yeah. is the guy everybody thinks is tim burton exactly and i'll and it's so funny because the next night october 13th is greenland armor and when you run your uh your little preview of shocktober yep. different films get different reactions mm-hmm. consistently Coraline has killed like you would not believe. People are jacked about this movie. Oh, I, the first time it came up, I mean, literally, like, woo! And I was like, wow, because I remember I, this, and this is a perfect gateway horror film. It's scary. It's scary. It's, it's scary. It's fully scary. It's, it's so I, I would say in the top five of the truest, scariest movies on this list. Like, if I'm a kid and watching this movie, 
forget about it. I'm having yeah. nightmares. I was an adult watching this movie and I had nightmares. Yeah, it's, it is the image is great. Well, the Tim Burton connection, of course, being Henry Selleck directing yep. the mm-hmm. film. He, of course, actually actually was the director of A Nightmare Before Christmas. Did he also do Monkey Bone? I think so. <laughs> yeah, wow. he Monkey did James Bone. the Giant Peach. Again, another movie people think Tim Burton. Another did. one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, like he finally broke out, and I think because he didn't produce this, did he? He did do Monkey Bone. We're all safe here. I think that movie might be great. Let's all revisit it. I like Monkey Bone. I, I like Monkey it, Bone. Th- I think that movie's pretty horny, if I remember right. But yeah, it's a boner jam. Amy always defended it, so I don't know. I haven't seen it. I it's, it's, a, it's I've it's, seen that one. It's a live action Cool World, right? And it's got uh, Brendan Fraser in it, right? And Rose McGowan as a cat lady, not oh. like not like a cat lady, but, but like, like a, a yeah, meow, 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 meow. But Coraline, yeah, yeah, that's one. That's a it's, uh, it's a. The only tiny horror film. And I'd so. say, based on the reaction, if you haven't picked up your tickets for that one, get it now. Get it sell now. out. Yeah. Indeed. Well, or then, they're going to sell buttons on your eyes. A couple of nights later here, and something that you've put together over at Screenland Armor, and usually always falls on a Tuesday when I'm teaching, damn Sorry. you. No, but that's okay. But quite honestly, Horror Roulette has become kind of a tradition through Screenland Armor, and that's the first time it's going to be happening in Shocktober, I believe. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It oh, started, no? Last year was the first year. So well, I mean, I mean, technically for... For the month of October. Uh, no, last year we did we did. Oh no, no, no for, I mean, this for, the, month, for this month. Yeah, for this year. Sorry, it was it was an, it was an idea I've been toying with, and uh, we did it. I think starting the first, we did all, every week last year, and it was fucking exhausting. Uh, uh, my buddy Blair hosted with me, and basically horror roulette. What it is is Blair and I talk about like we would theme it out, so it'd be like, all right, this is gonna be ninety slashers specifically, ninety slashers. We'd pick five films going back and forth. Which five? You as an audience don't know what we're doing right. except for we're showing a slasher 90s movie. We play a game. We talk a little bit about what, what we pick and we reveal the films. We play a game and basically it comes down to like a roll of the dice or like a, a plinko board or whatever it is. And that's going to decide. Like now we have a wheel we make and we actually spin the wheel. So it's truly up to fate that what we're going to watch. And it, it, it goes from like true tried and true classics to like a movie that like, are you sure we should show this? <laughs> uh, damn. So, so we do put everything in there and, and it is always fun. Like last year we did uh, – Peter Jackson's Dead Alive came I'm, up on the day before Halloween. There was the the famous evening where everyone had to go down to the basement, and uh-huh. it was the heavy metal horror night. Oh yeah, I don't remember what this I think it was. Deathgasm. Deathgasm. Yep. Um, so it's turned into a monthly thing. We've taken the last two months off, so because Blair got a new job and I've been a little busy You've been doing things, and, and we knew that uh, October is just going to kick our ass because it's just. Uh, but we have three of them. Do you know the themes yet for each one? I don't think we're gonna. Uh, or is it just going to be very so random? So this year is it's going to be all random. Wow. Um, so so the wheel will only change ever so slightly as we go. Oh okay. Oh I like that. So every so okay like that works. if there's a movie, for example, we've been trying to show the movie Feast for a fucking year, and it somehow has never ever ever. I mean literally like in. So there's usually five titles, and it's and then the six is the random, and it's always up to like a dice roll, a wheel spin, a plinko fall, whatever it is. Pl- Feast has been in there. I. I would say at least 13 of the 20 times. No, we've probably done 16 or 17. Okay, I'm telling you, fate is telling you a message. If you screen feast, something bad is going to happen. Like one of those mathematically impossible odds. Like demons. Like, like exactly. they're gonna, monsters are going to come out of the screen and start like fornicating and eating people. Uh, but yeah, horror, that's a lot of fun. So, so you never yep. know what you're going to get, but you're going to get a lot, of, a lot of fun. And it's free. It's fully free. Even better. And then a couple nights later on October 17th, and this is one, oh man, this is another one that is horror comedy, but man, 
You know, when you laugh hard at this film, you know you found a true friend. Uh, Stuart Gordon's Reanimator. Oh, no, you have to do Stuart Gordon's H.P. Lovecraft. H.P.'s Lovecraft, that is right. Reanimator. And then do the Not the Bernard Herrmann score. Oh, yeah. Every time I watch that movie, I'm like, wait, I... This is this is psycho, right? right? Like, oh no, it's slightly different. It's the vanilla the ice, ice is oh, under pressure, sure. yeah. absolutely. Uh, and that movie is also it's, that movie and Return of the Living Dead are. I don't know if you put mix. There's a version of both those. If somebody had a lot of time, they could edit those movies into one movie. I'd watch the shit out of that. I feel like it could happen. Like that's in his basement, and he's the guy who causes like he's the guy with like the vats of whatever the chemical shit is. And then that that's Return of the Living Dead is the fucking sequel that happens like whatever few years later. The Fallout that Return of the Living Dead starts because it's the same ooey gooey type of horror film. Yes, it is. And you know they're all it's pretty much in one location, mostly in a weird basement. Yeah, (laughs) it's like this is the same fucking movie, but I think they were made within like. A few years? Yeah, both of them. No, both came out in 85. Okay, so that, yeah. It's just like, I don't even know how that works, but it, th- I mean, they're 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 very, they're sequels to, indirect sequels. It's a magical part. year. You, that year gave us so many wonderful things. Um, and it's funny, you talk about like, a lot of younger kids now do view films from the 80s as older. And it's uh, just one of those things. Again, Get off my lawn. But it's just like, man, as an older movie, and even in today's day and age, right. when people are a little bit more sensitive and caring, this is a film, you know, when we've hosted it before, we'll actually even say there's some a heady scene coming up here, just so you've mm-hmm. been warned. Little things like that, because it's it's a, another time. Another place. Even 1985. It but gets see it up on the big screen. You will not do well, yourself a disservice. Barbara Crampton's had a pretty big uh, resurgent. Yeah, she's and, in the. And she does a great monthly column first, in Fangoria. Yeah, this is one of her first big, big roles. So uh, if you're curious, like, where's this Barbara Crampton lady from? Who is this Barbara Crampton? You can see her get awkwardly uh, hit on for a lot of the movie. Oh, it's it's a crazy. But it's a, a, it's a ooey gooey fun movie. Oh, it uh, is. And uh, it's one. It's another one that's like the final chapter where you're just watching it with like. The crowd's gonna oh, be ridiculous oh. because there's in in 2019 there's some oh, oh moments the, oh, in the script, but then there's also a lot of like oh shit moments that's happening and what is it dead cat explain later yep. yeah 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 it's fantastic but then if you want to get a little bit more interactive a few nights later on October 19th and this is again kind of a monthly tradition here don't uh, dream it exactly this is something right up your alley there genius uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show of course you cannot go wrong with that and. Who is the crew that normally does that? It's the uh, Kansas City Junior Chamber of Commerce. Um, and they're, they're a lot of fun. I don't know what the association with that is. I've never had time to ask. But you can buy prop bags. And it's you know it's Rocky Horror, but they it's, go, you know, they, they take a movie that's a, a kind of a, a weird, wacky, pervy movie and make it a little weirder, a little wackier, and a little, pervier. A little pervier. Uh, so, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, who the fuck watches Rocky Horror at home? I, well, you know, that's true. I mean, I guarantee why, there are. There would, are, but what it's, do you? I mean, unless you're having your own, like you're doing the same sure. thing at your house, which which like no one's got that many friends. Come on. Actually, I've saying it came on TV because it comes on TV every now and then in October, the way back in the day, and I just remember being like just, just have it on in the background, and I'm like doing something else, and I'm like, don't get strung up by the way I look, and I'm just like singing along. But that's in the background. It's like putting yeah. the soundtrack on. I, I don't. No, I, don't I wouldn't sit down. That. I wouldn't sit down and just like. I'm gonna throw spoons at my own TV yeah. and then shit like that. Uh, but now, if you haven't ever seen it, if you're a virgin, come on out, go mm-hmm. through the experience, and especially in the month of October, that's the time to see it. So yep. I have a feeling there's probably going to be a little bit more je ne sais quoi involved in the uh, in the performance. Did you say some journals en bon? <laughs> <laughs> and going back again, something that is you know, Screenland armor. Um, 
very known for uh, October 20th, VHS night, and I am wearing the old VHS Never Forget Rotten Rentals shirt, but a screening of The Basement on October 20th. Uh-huh. I have to imagine the magnetic, the boys, uh, Elijah and all those cats will be doing that one. Yep. Okay, as always. So it's, if you've never been to their I, magnetic rental movie, or magnetic, magic movie, magic, rental light, it's, uh, it's all, Elijah curates everything on a VHS from like trailers to every, I mean, everything is fully on a VHS presented <laughs> so in a real movie theater, which is, uh, I mean, it's all for, for you tape heads out there. And, and, and he picks the best movies to do it in the basements. I mean, it's, it doesn't even matter what he's showing. He's just, he's like deep cuts USA up all night type stuff. It's always a little, little, little like uh, shot on video. A lot of them are, yeah. and a lot of them are, you know, ultra bloody and ultra sexy. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's always a fun time. It, it, yeah. And they do a tape exchange as well. So yep. if you are a tape head, get out there, find some good stuff. No, it's always a good time. Uh, and then October 22nd, a free horror roulette. And if you didn't see the first film you wanted to, if it was just up on the Plinko board, come out again. You Un- never know. Unless it's feast. Unless, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Skip that night. We don't know what's going to happen on that night, but oh my goodness. Then on October 23rd, one I will be there for because I've, I've hosted this film many times. I've sat in attendance on this film many times. The first time I saw this film, I was so scared with the intro and I have been chasing that scare dragon ever since, but Wes Craven's classic, classic scream. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh. It was actually, what the fuck movie did that replace? It replaced something. Uh-huh. Oh, I remember what it replaced. You guys know what it replaced. Oh, okay. It's on the cover of that magazine right next to you. Oh, fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's right. Uh, and, 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 so I didn't show Scream. I showed Scream two last year, and so it's been three years since I've shown Scream. This is a movie like I don't have to sell you on this movie, but, no. but this is the movie that really like I was in '96 when this came out. I was eleven, and seeing the. I mean, this movie was. I mean, Kevin Williamson could really write, yep. I mean, especially for, for you know his first couple of scripts. Really could get the pulse of like what it is to be a high school teenager. I wasn't quite in high school yet, but I was close enough to like get the feeling of like this movie was made for me. Yep. And I just remember being ultra obsessed. Well, I didn't actually see it. I don't think because the VHS, you know, at the time then you had to wait like 18 months for it to come out in VHS. So I think I didn't see it till maybe 98. So I was probably 12 ish. So you were right entering into te- uh, becoming a and teenager. I was like, Rose McGowan though. I know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw this in the theater, and then I instantly was like, who is that? Oh, Rose McGann. Well, okay, let's go back a little bit to a conversation we had earlier about like the different ages and, and, and golden age. Would you consider Scream a modern classic? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it changed the... It changed you know, movies for like eight years mm-hmm. and like also years, until saw came out. It, it also established Craven as a true master because he gave you films that redefined the genre in both the seventies, eighties and nineties. Well, and this it's is unreal. Like, mm-hmm. new nightmare didn't do what it, you know, anything really. And if, if he didn't, if this didn't hit, I don't know, like not really that we would, have, we had great Craven post Yeah. but he probably wouldn't have had any movies. No, not at all. Or not he'd at been all. struggling to get, you know, he, it would have been interesting because he probably would have gone fully indie he probably would have had to, but I mean, he did go back to the roots of the heart after this. He did, you know, scream two, three, four. I like, he did, uh, I like scream four. Yeah. Scream four. Uh, it's better than scream three. Yes. Yeah. Bangs yes, aside. It bangs actually aside. might be the second best scream movie. I will listen I will, to that. Uh, argument. Yeah, yeah. I will too. I will too. Cause of course we all know scream two is the best. Yeah. Scream. It's really close to scream. I, okay. Two. <laughs> That's what I was just, Right, so Scream's like number of course, one. Of course, of course. Two, two and four are really close to each other. Depends on my depends on the day. 
Yeah, four but, is shockingly good. And I don't think anybody saw it. Uh, shout out to Heather Wixon, friend of the podcast, Daily Dead top critic at Fantastic Fest as we speak, has been championing Scream Four for the longest time. She's I a like OG Scream, Scream I 4. like Scream Four. It's fun. Well, if you're going to scream, then October 25th, just a few nights later, this is one like you said that is in, always in the rotation. And regardless if you grew up Catholic or not, this film from 1973 still scares you. If you're an atheist, agnostic, it does not matter. Hey, do, do the whole title. Both persons' names. William Friedkin's William P. Blotty's The Exorcist. <laughs> Three movies so far. Woo! This is fucking great. I know, right? Uh, what are you trying to do to us, hey, man? Was it... Uh, did you ever see the tr- original trailer that had the original music that was too fucking yes. scary? Yes. And it was on, was it Death Waltz who put it out? Yes, they recently did. Um, the original score? Yes. Holy fuck. It's I want to see, terrifying. I want to see the, like you watch this, It's, it's if, Google this, if you're bored right now, Google the Exorcist original trailer and probably put Death Waltz in there or something. It's a black and white trailer. It's just flashes of like characters like yep. Linda Blair. It's got, uh, it's got everybody in it, but it's just black and white, like, uh, like camera flashes kind of with heavy grain it does have that and it's got this score that you're yeah. just like I am gonna have an aneurysm and a panic <laughs> attack because this is fucking terrifying and the studio was like no fucking way that score is happening somebody call tubular bells exactly and let them write a fucking Christmas score get that kid Mike mm-hmm. on the phone no this is a film anyways check out that trailer and then see the movie and then see the movie it's also one that like is like Night Living Dead it's a movie I, I can watch every year on the dot whenever you whenever that movie that movie rosemary's baby halloween uh there's like six movies i will see unlimited amount of times and the exorcist is one because it's truly fascinating it feels timeless yeah i don't mm-hmm. even know how they fucking made it william freaking's oh, a psychopath yeah, and uh he, yeah. can, he just makes insane movies and uh and this is just like a tremendous movie um yeah. Did you watch Point Blank, Joe Lynch's Point yeah. Blank, the character uh, that is obsessed with Friedkin films? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's all about this sorcery. Is fortune, and shit. Yeah, yes. sorcery. <laughs> love it, love it. Again, another reason to come out for it. But then the next night, save, Holy shit. save yes! your screams. Save uh, it. It's going to be awesome. Well, and it's stretch funny because. Stretch out. You're, you're, you might be going, well, at Armor, you know, you guys are showing some great screenings, but I don't see any marathons in there. And, you know, I love me a marathon or two. We've got you covered here mm-hmm. because now this is normally a marathon. That usually happens either in September or November, but yet it's happening right here in October. Well, so October's where it started. So this oh, okay. is year four. We're back to year one it started, and it was a similar-ish lineup. Ah, and we're, of course, talking about Carpenter Fest. So good. So good. So, yeah, year four, um, coming off of the year of the deep cuts. The deep That was, I, was still my favorite. Which was Assault 13, uh, Prince. Prince of Darkness, and then The Mouth of Madness. Oh, that, um, that was an amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing night. Uh, and then the year before was our almost... Kurt Russell Fest. Oh, that was so with good. Escape uh, from New York, uh, Big Trouble Little China, and they live. And oh. then, uh, of course, that was an amazing one too. And then now we're uh, we're we're going These back are... to the classics, getting into uh, you know Carpenter's fully uh, what he's known for, right? Yeah. What we all remember him for, even though all those are tremendous movies, and some of them might be his best work. Uh, we're kicking off with John Carpenter's Halloween, 1978, the 4K restore. Mm. Nice. Then we're going to move into John Carpenter's The Fog, and it's brand new 4K mm. remaster. And then we're going to end the night. I think there's no better way to end the night. And these are in the, I've always done the order of release. And, and, and I think they, they've always worked the first year. I did, I did the thing and it was, a, it was, a it was the longest of, of them. And it was hard to get through a little, a little bit hard to get through. And then we're going to end the night here with Stephen King's John Carpenter, or John Carpenter, John Carpenter, Carpenter Stephen, Stephen King's, King's Christine. Christine. Holy shit. 
multiple people, uh, and that's also in its brand new re- remaster. Ooh. So those are his scariest ones. Those are yeah, I think so. His least fun, and, and also these are all like ninety-three minute movies. This is the shortest lineup of all of them. So we're gonna include some specialties here. We're gonna throw uh, you know some some goodies in there. Some short films of his, maybe some maybe, his, maybe some music videos, maybe potentially. You guys, you know, if you've been there, we always we and again we are hosting. Yeah, this FYI, one. we're hosting this one. But you know, we always try to make sure people have a good time. There will be and prizes holy involved. Fuck this shirt this year. Oh, the shirt is rad, dude. The shirt <laughs> is fucking shit. rad. I mean, last year's shirt was really fucking dope. I, I thought but I was wearing it. It was really, really but dope. If you're but if you're a fan of Futurama and the shape, you so will cool. love this collaboration that's going on there. But no, October 26th, uh, excuse me, October 26th, yeah, the Carpenter five Fest o'clock. this year, 5 Get o'clock, getting started, all three films. And then this is another one that the next night on October 27th, uh, I believe friend of the podcast, Liz Nelson, is going to be hosting this. Yep. And this is one we've seen the transformative power of the craft mm-hmm. when we were at Atumwa, Iowa last year and yeah. the gaggle of girls that loved oh, the movie. Oh, it's the craft! Yep. Yeah. But this is one I haven't seen on the big screen I don't think I've seen since it. I've saw it on the big screen. Yeah, me neither. Um, Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Actually, this movie creeped me out as a kid and then uh, I remember watching it when I was like 19 and I was like, this movie is a pretty strong answer to something like Scream. It's just the, in supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good, I think if you like that teen horror, this is like, yeah really good teen horror i mean it is witchcraft he- mean girls or i was gonna say witchcraft heathers yeah yeah um, yeah it, it's it's really good and, and if if you've always been nervous about watching this movie this oh. this is like a, a pure teen horror film mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's great it is i uh, and we we're i hate people that like like cinema shame or you know if you haven't seen a movie or blah if you haven't seen a film, this is going to be your first. That's why we always ask: Is this anyone's first time seeing it? Because it's so cool to see it with a crowd in a you're theater. You're doing it right. You're yeah. Doing yes. It. Yeah. I'm just gonna say, if it's your, most of these I didn't see in the theater. So if if it's your first time with oh. any of these classic films, good for you. Exactly. You are doing Absolutely. it right. Like you Absolutely. should be like, yes, it's my first time. There's a plenty of movies that I like just haven't seen that are classics. And I'm just like, I'm gonna see it on the big screen one day. I'm gonna and, hold and out. I will. Yeah. And that's and that's the beautiful thing. Now, now the next one, then, and we got. I remember the sitting in the craft in the theater, going like, "That's a room's a bulk. She's pretty." Deal breaker? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Even in Island and Doctor Moreau, and she's got like the fangs and shit. Even in Return to Oz. That, well, no, that she's like ten in that. Good call, thank you. What if you're ten? <laughs> no, I've made that. I've made that argument with uh, just, with uh, Danielle, Danielle Harris, Harris and Christina Ricci, but I don't think it was until the craft when like she got on full like weird and crazy because spooky girls are the best girls. Yeah. Okay. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Now then, the uh, the next night, and this is another free event, um, and this is definitely if you're a kid of the '90s, which I'm not. So <laughs> this is why ultimately I probably won't be there. But our friends at Forever Bogus are, f- are going to be hosting. And are you afraid of the dark marathon? This is our fourth year doing, doing that. that. Uh, it's great. I mean, like uh, last year we had a couple hundred people out there. I mean, it's it's a it's a packed show. It's yeah. super fun. I mean, it's what else are you going to do? I think it's on a Monday. Yeah, it's on a Monday. It's like Monday before Halloween. Why wouldn't you? It's free. Let's just watch. Like I think he does three or four episodes usually, and he does commercial break. He does yep. everything. I mean, it's, it's almost, very like VHS night. Yeah, it's almost as if you're watching it up on the big screen with all and this it's stuff. Casual, you know. Like we we still like turn the lights down and everything, but it's yeah. you know you're kind of watching TV and it's all retro TV, so people are just there to have fun. Yep. It's a free event. It's you know nothing's aged great. These were all made from Nickelodeon. Let's just well, and they're know. getting ready to bring that back on the big screen, are they not? 
Uh, or sure. rehash. They're supposed to they're rehash. Doing, they're yeah. redoing it. I think it. he's right. They're it's going to be a new series, I think. Let me look in my uh, latest uh, copy of Creed, of uh, Fangoria here. Because it's Tony LaPone with Fangoria Magazine. Well, they actually do have, let's see here, Set Visit, Are You Afraid of the Dark? There we go. There we go. So it is oh, coming cool. back. Well, then, um, on the next night, again on a Tuesday, the final round of Horror Roulette, which is free, and if Feast hasn't played then, I don't know if I'm going to go if Feast is still on the board, because that's the night it'll happen. It'll, it'll, yeah. You'll show up that night, and it'll be all It's going to be that night. It's going to be the one night all I have All around off. the board, baby. Feast, 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 feast. <laughs> You oh, know, no, feast one, it, feast two, we, feast three. We almost came and show this movie at this point. We've built it up so much that it's just like like Blair and I have talked about it in front of so many audiences that. And this is the one that was built around the HBO, yeah, the Project, Project Green, season two, Project Greenlight. Okay, yeah. and it's if you haven't seen this movie, it's unbelievable. Well, it's, and it's uh, uh, John Gallagher, yeah, Gallagher's son, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Which I'm and not Clue's gonna, in it too. Okay, and I'm not gonna lie, when Clue shows up in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, first time I saw that, I got the biggest smile yeah. on my face because I was like, wait, wait, is that? Ah, his clue. Just little things like that. Well, if you want to have a big smile on your face. Rabid weasels. The very next night, they're not rabid weasels. You're going to be trick-or-treating with a free screening of Michael Doherty's Trick or Treat. I fucking love <laughs> this movie so goddamn much. This movie in my constant, constant, constant Halloween rotation. Yep. My not Halloween no. rotation. Like I'll watch in the middle of fucking June. This movie... Mwah. I probably watch this movie. I think every year more than any other movie. I think I watch yeah. it at least two times a year. I think so too for me. I, it's a very easy movie to watch. Mm. It's a very beautiful movie. It's fun. As and far it's as scary, as yeah. far as anthology goes, there's not well because because they make it feel like one it's, movie. It's yeah. not as like standalone stories. But there's not a weak link in this mm-hmm. series, and they all feel no. like they have purpose, and they're all connecting. Mm-hmm. And there's no movie that feels more like Halloween than this and Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Hocus Pocus is a weird amount of Halloween, Halloween like stuff and decor and vibe. You know what is for me actually Ernest Scared Stupid. The, that's an, I, yeah. I think that's a wonderful a weird Halloween. amount of set yeah. design. The Goblin. The Goblin is scary, oh, and he yeah. turns kids into goddamn stone. Yeah, there's something legitimately creepy about that. Ew. And even Jim Varney at that point. And right, he, he's he, a Halloween character <laughs> in itself. Hey, Varney. But no, that's one I will definitely be checking out. And then, of course, on October 31st, on All Hallows' Eve. How we end every year. If you don't see it uh, at a Carpenter Fest, make sure you're checking it out. See it six times! <laughs> see it six times! You know what? See it with our commentary track that we just yes. recently released as yes. well. Get crazy indulgent, but that is, of course, that's the time to see it. But what I love... And Opposite let's, side of town. Let's go backwards. And they're staggered, so you can do them both. Oh, even oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh my god. So the same night, then October thirty first. We're just going to go backwards right now. Yeah. At the same. Wait, act- wait, wait. The last movie was John Carpenter's Halloween. I don't yep. think you actually said. It. I think you. Were, oh, like, sorry. Building it up. John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, 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 an encore screening. If you if you don't come to Carpenter Fest, and you just want to get the Halloween goodness. Uh, I think we show it three or four times that night. We've done that the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. Well, it's again Halloween's on a Thursday this year. If you don't have kids and you Ooh. don't want to sit home, or if you do have kids, candy's done at like eight o'clock, or make it a point to be done at eight o'clock. Put and the then, take, please take one thing out. Head over to the theater and catch a screening because we have like a nine or nine thirty. And I do that so people hand, hand out candy with kids. You put your your jacked up kids who are all coked out of their minds on tootsie rolls. You put them to sleep, or you try to, mm-hmm. and then you go and treat yourself to a little John Carpenter. Or if you're like me back in the day, you take a break from trick or treating. You go see a movie, and then you go back, back to, to the shenanigans <laughs> because by the time the movie is over, it's the midnight. But hour. if you're like Greg, you're gonna be doing a double feature oh i will do in a double feature and you know we're gonna play a prank and it's the best kind because it's one for the kids, kids. 
the same same franchise, but we'll get to that. We'll get to yes, that. We will. Halloween yes, we three, will. season of the witch, playing over at Screenland Tap Cage. All so we're going to. This be, is our third year doing that doing too. Because season of the, witches, it's a Halloween movie. Fantastic. If you did see Carpenter Fest, you're like, oh, I don't want to watch Halloween again. That's all we're showing on Halloween. Well, we're Whoa. also showing season of witch, bitch. So get down to the Screenland and watch. Bring your Robo Cretans, dude. It'll be great, man. This movie's up. Rightfully, it had a resurgence in the last it, like five to ten years. Yeah. Fantastic movie. I mean, well, I fantastic. wish the series would have kept going this way. I think me too. Me too. Incredible. Yeah. It's and this sh- movie is so fun. This mm-hmm. and again, it's so weird and fucking awesome. This movie's can, fucking awesome. And since there's a full bar at, at, at Screenland totally Tap, Kate, do a drinking game every time. Doctor Dan, every time Doctor Dan drinks, you drink as well. You will be lit the fuck up. And that's another one that you can enjoy with a, one of our commentary tracks <laughs> as well. <laughs> Well then, the the then on October thirtieth, and this is another free screening. Things? I am yeah, going go backwards. <laughs> We're going to be doing Night of the Living Dead with another free screening. So if you didn't see it on October first, this is the first time I've done it down at there. As, as a well, no, no, I did it there the first year we open with a pumpkin carving contest. So oh. this year I, I I'm just like you know so people always complain like oh man I really want to see that but I can't make it that night. So I tried to give a little variety and That's, do uh, I did you know repeats of Halloween which I usually do and I did the Night of the Living Dead. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Well, then the on October 29th, and this is another free screening, and this is another one that I can. I've seen that. I've seen it. Okay, I have because I used to do love like the. I do. I used to love the eight films to die for, and this was one of them. Yeah, and this movie that was the only way you can see it. And those movies, you know, they all went out of business. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe this movie has ever had a Blu-ray release. It doesn't need it because it's shot on. VHS or yeah. something. It came out the same year as Mulberry as Street. Mulberry Street? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, from Mulberry Street uh, to Lake Mungo, yeah. which I've I've seen that, but I haven't seen it, so I need to get out for this it's one. It's good. Is it? It's good. Okay. I like it. Uh, I haven't seen it since then. It's the scariest movie where nothing it. super scary happens. Yeah. I can't even explain it better than that. It's just kind Although of it's just like... it. I turned this movie off, and it's I was watching tension. it midday because I had to watch okay. it with somebody. I was like purely creeped out. I mean, I had like it's, chills. It's what it no. comes at night should have been. That's fair. That's I. You know what? Based on my knowledge of you and your ire for that, yeah, because that, that nothing, works. nothing happens really yeah. in Lake Mungo, but everything happens but in Lake Mungo. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of feelings in this movie. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really well done, and he's not. He's done something else since, and it's a huge movie. And I'm all right. Keep going. I'm gonna okay. come back we'll, to you. Yeah, we'll get to the. We'll go, no, go to your IMDb. But. This one was a pleasant surprise at the Eight Films to Die For. Yeah. and so, but I haven't seen it since. Wait, eight how long ago was that? For. Then two thousand eight. But it, yeah. Oh, so so it's, it's been? been about a good ten years. Okay. But I remember thoroughly enjoying. Let's this go movie. check that one out, and we can do an I've seen that. Cool. Of, you know, one of those episodes there. Mm-hmm. But then the previous night on October twenty eighth, while Adam is looking that up, we're gonna get more human yeah, than he's human. Not, he's we're not done anything more since human then. Than human. <laughs> we're. Um, this is another free screening. Uh, White Zombie, which Boy. is another one. I've seen that. Really? Yeah. I saw it way, way back in the day. Did you do it as part of your, it came from? No, oh, no, 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 no. I just saw it on TV. Okay. It was like like a, one of those Monster Vision type things. It's just those old cremation mortems, black and white, Bella Lugosi, white zombie. And its influence is still felt today through just reputation, through the zombie itself. Obviously different in that case. But I will definitely be checking that one out. And then... Uh, and this is a film I cannot wait to see on the big screen on October 27th at Tapcade, the original, the original House on Haunted Hill. Celebrating 60 years of madness. Yes. Uh, this movie is fucking awesome. It's also another movie that's 
73 minutes or 74 minutes something like that precise so so fun are you gonna get old william castle and throw water on people and i'm just gonna have like middle of the screen like skeletons fly across the room just whoosh and uh, I'll, I'll even defend the remake. I almost showed the I remake. I will defend Did the you? remake, okay. too. That's... You know what I want to do? And the same Dark Castle, 13 Ghosts. Great movie. They were hitting it off for a couple. I mean, they had like mm-hmm. two or three movies that were, were great. Uh, House on Hill remake was pretty very solid. close. Very close to being shown. But, man, so this one, yeah, 60 years of terror with this particular film. So if you have not seen it, this is the chance to see it on the big screen. See it with a crowd because there's genuinely some, like, Kind mm-hmm. of moments in it, which and I this love. This is William Castle and oh, Vincent which, Price just like all hitting their stride. Yeah. I mean, they're hitting their stride right here. Prime Castle. Yep. Very much Prime Castle. Now, this next one, I never seen or even it's a heard new of. One. Okay. Girl on, on the a, Third Floor. On um, October 25th. Yep. Girl, Girl on the Third Floor. Uh, it's from uh, Travis Stevens, is the director. He produced, yeah. he's produced a ton of movies. Um, Trying to, uh, he, we are, uh, we are still here. He okay. produced that. He, okay. uh, he's produced that. Uh, I love I that mean, movie. If you look at Travis Stevens, you're gonna be like, oh yeah. shit, he's oh. produced this, 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 this. He's the that guy ton- producer. Yeah, yeah, he's produced a ton, a ton of movies over the last years. And this one is his directorial debut. Um, it's a pretty simple story of a guy um, buying a house in the middle of nowhere to fix it up. And what's happening in the house? It's, it's like a ghostly a shenanigans. Like, it's pretty like best way to describe it is like a pretty. Sexy version of uh, a haunting. I know he's produced everything. It's, I right? know. Yeah, I'm giving that look now. Like the last ten years. Starry eyes. Starry eyes. Like he's produced everything. Yeah. So all of our favorites. All of our favorites. Okay. I mean, he's really like indie horror producers. He's he's kind of like the Jason Blum of those type of okay. things. Okay. So I think and we have. Uh, so that sounds like a, we're getting good. It's a, it's a good movie. It's fun. It's yeah. a moral imperative to go and check that out on the big screen October 25th. Well, then October 24th, and this is one that we are going to yes, be hosting. Yes, I can't wait for this movie. <laughs> Long time coming. Almost on here last year. You're not kidding. And this is one, if you go back and we talk about it, my favorite. <laughs> it was a ago. great viewing experience, even though it was in my basement by myself. So much to the point that when it ended, I did an audible, yeah. I had so much fun with this, so I cannot wait to see this on the big screen. But what happens when Captain America goes rogue? You have a 50-foot dreamy Dan Stevens <laughs> is what you have. We Fuck are yeah, talking Adam Wingard's like the guest. I shirt was off the entire movie, but it wasn't. Just that one scene. He just chiseled. Just He's just chiseled enough. Goddamn Legion. Goddamn. And you have Mike Monroe right before it yep. follows. Mm-hmm. You yep. have, I mean, Dan Stevens, like maybe first season Down Abbey. I mean, like two people that are just about to hit and blow up. And this movie, don't. No, if you haven't seen this, don't know anything about yeah, it going in. Right. And you're going to just be like, Wait? how did I just see this movie? At the twist? Yeah. Oh. Well, and if there's a moment where you realize what you've been watching isn't necessarily what you've been watching, you almost... Mm-hmm. But it's... it's So, again, go in. Again, we're going to have a pre-show you for it. So we'll have prizes. Great. That one. This, movie. this movie is fantastic. It's so freaking good. And then on October 20th... A balls! Film, a film. Lots of balls! A film with balls! A, a, a free screening, and again, this is, a, what do we say, Theater 42nd Street, mm-hmm. Abel uh-huh. Farrar's Driller Killer. This film is dirty. I think dirty. this is on probably a lot of people's bucket list of I've never seen that, Yep, but I know it. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see it for my first time. It's it's 42nd Street. It's I mean, a 42nd movie, Street horror movie. Correct. Yeah, it it's, is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, two things wrong with that title. But it's more of a character study pathos all a maniac. Yeah. So, but instead of scalping, he's drilling he's people. Drilling. I even forgot so. this next one's on here. We have so many movies. Oh yeah, and with this, oh, oh wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 we we forgot. Um, 
On the 21st. Oh, on the October 21st. Absolutely. It's because it wasn't written in there. Uh, we have uh, our, for October, Monday Mystery Movie Night. Monday oh, Mystery sorry, Movie sorry, Night. Sorry, and so it's going gonna, gonna, gonna to be rad. And I'll say this. We, obviously, if you listen to Nerds and Nostalgia, you know, we do a whole thing where we screen a movie. You don't know what it is until we screen it. And then, so for the month of October, but we always do this thing called Nerd Knowledge, mm-hmm. where we've got three trailers that if you combine them. It, it tells you what the next movie is. And so our trailers for the movie on the 21st, uh, we started with Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Halloween 3. Mm-hmm. And we ended it with Creep Show. Mm-hmm. So if you take all three of those together, combine them in a Cronenberg esque fashion, that is the film we will be watching and then talking about. You will love it. It's oh. it's, it's 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 perfect for this time of this year. Uh, again, it's flexion or knowledge, my friend. We'll talk about it offline. Right, um, write it down there. I will. <laughs> um, and then, well, and this is one that I have not seen oh, on yeah, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. screen. And perfect example of international horror and how found footage mm, can be done well. This October, movie's rad! October 19th, uh, it was on our Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament from, I believe, 98, but Wreck. Oh, just... It, it's great. Oh my god, this movie's scary. I mean, the, I, whole, the whole series is actually pretty good. I it's like interesting how it's progressed, I think actually. Number, it's three or four. They're when, on four now. Which one... Where they transition from found footage into just like cinema. Movie, yeah. That's I think three. that's three. That's three because they're on Where does the that one wedding. Take place? Wedding. Yeah. Wedding. Where's four take place? On a boat. Yeah. That's right. That's I think right. they're actually all good. I I thoroughly enjoy all of them. I really do, also, and I like the way uh, they, it went where it went. The American one uh, is quarantine. Quarantine's yeah. pretty good. I quarantine like quarantine too. too. <laughs> Holy fuck! The airplane. Ah uh, yeah, it's I, dope. It is dope. The quarantine <laughs> movies are dope. The wreck movies are yeah. dope. And I think this is one of the zombie movie. That's all you need to know. And see, even that, even going back, this wreck came out in the heyday of found footage, and I still think it's one of the indicative items to show this is what a found footage film can be. I think it was probably two thousand and nine or two thousand eight when it came out, not ninety nine. There's like three moments in it where there's for sure one big moment. You're shit your pants. There's no way to prepare yourself (laughs) for that. If you've never seen wreck, there's like one or two scares that are like. Oh, the end is insane. Fuck, yeah. man. The end it's, is wonderful. It's just super, super And same fun. thing with Quarantine. I mean, like I said, yeah. I'm a fan of all the rec movies. I'm a fan of the Quarantine movies. 2007. 2007. So, man, that was the first year we did Into the Mouth of March Madness. Yeah, it is. That means that episode probably played in uh, October then, appropriately, yeah. Yeah. as it was our first year. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> well, then, uh, on October 18th, save the date, kids, because now it is only three, three more, more weeks till Halloween, Nerdoween, Nerdoween, three more weeks till Nerdoween, now that kill. That's right, kids. On October 19th, it's going to it's gonna be, yeah. It's, <laughs> did I fuck it up again? No, you got it. Okay. You got it, Tommy Lee Wallace. Thank you. On October 19th, it's going to be... 18th. God damn it. On October 18th, it's going to be Nerdoween. Nouns that kill. A person, place, or thing that can kill you. So make sure you bring for a costume contest. And also, we'll be doing things for the Casey Pet Project. So bring those dog biscuits. Dong biscuits. Dog biscuits. No, no. Dong biscuits. That's something else. That's a Monday mystery movie night That's thing. That's indeed. That's <laughs> hey, but, but none of the movies you guys are showing are on this lineup, which is crazy. They are not playing no, not a single anywhere one. in in town. We've got mm-hmm. three films again with and this is the fifth year, so Thank you again for letting us do, number one, for doing Monday Mystery Movie Night, number one, and then do, continuing to do this, because I will say this, with Nerdoween, we've developed a pretty good 
kind of not a following, but people that have been there every year. Yeah. It always sells well, and I just it's such a I good think time. It always sells out. I like how you sell yeah. well. I'm like, I'm pretty sure your triple I, features have always been full. I think he's correct. I yeah. think we've sold out every I think year. The Christmas we, we, and the Halloween are always. We full. try to be humble. We try to be humble, but no, it is a good Whatever, time. We're fucking fantastic. No uh, <laughs> costume contest, of course, and we do have a. Uh, Fantastic giveaways from Vinegar Syndrome and uh-huh. Rotten Reynolds. And there's going to be vintage trailers. Uh, there's always, going to be all sorts of good and stuff. And of course, uh, taking donations for KC Pet Project. Uh, on the, the events tab, click so on the link. Don't bring dong biscuits. <laughs> Unless they're edible for dogs. Ew. Ed- <laughs> like in Death to Smoochie when he brings the rocket ship cookies. <laughs> <laughs> that is awful. That is awful. Well, then the previous night then. Tea uh, strumpets. Or I should say... <laughs> A few nights before, and I believe our good friend Oren Gray is going to be hosting this one. Go back to our Hellboy episode. But on October 14th, another free screening. And this is one. You want to talk about the William Castle treatment. Yeah. Who knows what kind of squiddly diddly happened, but we're talking the original, The Tingler. Also celebrating its 30th or 60th anniversary. 60th. That means The Tingler God. and House on a Hill, two Castle Productions, two Vincent Price movies came right. out the same year. Those boys were, were working. And they, I mean, Castle was. Uh, throw load up the cartridge or cans in my back of my car. I'm touring this bitch. I mean, that's just like how they did it. Like they were just mm-hmm. making roadshow because everything was a theatrical experience. And by experience, he means letting little rodents touch your feet. He means water splashing. Splash yep. He was the first true 4D creator. Yeah, and you could find out all of his misadventures pretty much in the Joe Dante oh. film. Yeah, um, matinee. matinee, matinee, which I saw in the theater back I mean, in the it, day. I mean, it is truly Mant. like that is William Castle's story. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they, you know, as much as I want to make the William Castle story, matinee is it, and it's yeah. one of the I think most underrated Joe Dante films. Hard to find, but it is now on Blu-ray. You yes, can get it. thank you, Scream Factory. They yep. they know how to put that stuff out. Now the one then on October thirteenth. Uh, this is one that's kind of appropriate, given you know. <laughs> And not we're not talking about the uh, the 1980 diddling classic, yes, which is I believe they refer to it as an erotic fantasy. But we're talking about the 1942 original Cat People. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't which, say it's erotic, but it's it's a really cool looking movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like one of those like Bava esque movies that are just That's, really all about like the people who shot these old black and white movies, especially like pre 1950. They really focused on on the, the actually, shadows, yeah. And what they were doing with light, and it's it's a if if even if you don't love the story, but Cat People is really great actually. Uh, it's a beautiful movie to watch, and it's very interesting to see how they play with light. And uh, yeah, it's a free movie. And what I love is the fact that you get to see these films that really laid the groundwork for the horror that came through through the the horror in the fifties and the sixties and the transitions. Yeah. And it all stems from these foundational films. So. That Check. scene in Cat People when mm-hmm. the little kid's trying to get into the house and they won't let him and they can't get him and he's like, let me use this. And then you just see the blood come out from under the floor. You're like, God damn, for the for the, the for 60s, the, that mean as shit. For the yeah. 40s, for my the friend. For the 40s, yeah. For the 40s, that was extra mean. Well, but you got to think about 1942, man. We were in the midst of a world war, so mm-hmm. you're going to see mean some dark shit. representations yeah. on there. Now, October 12th, exactly. <laughs> so this is a, a repeat from a snowed oh, out screening. This yes. is... <laughs> This last year, we were we technically did this movie this year, but oh. we all know that it was fucked because we had a lot of we had really shitty winter. Oh yeah, and this was on a really shitty Friday. And what is the movie, Jay? 
Julian Sands is warlock. I was trying to go with the something somethings. It's, yeah, it is always Julian. He, Julian Sands because he is a real warlock. I'm convinced. Uh, he's an aged. Yeah, he has because he's, he's made an incantation. He's truly. He's, he's like such drinking a cocky bur- asshole in this movie. Virgin blood. Right. I'm the warlock. You dick. Yeah. <laughs> He's just such he's, a. He's almost smirking in every like every time he speaks. It's a, this movie's awesome. It's wonderful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. This is a legit film that I. I don't it's think I've seen horror fully. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah. it totally is. And like, because but when the horror hits and he's flying around like turning people inside out and oh. shit, and he's like, I'm the warlock franchise, right? Mm-hmm. They made four. Yes, they four. did. Because one of them wind up in the one of them. If warlock goes to like a circus. Still really? Julian Sands? Still Julian Sands. Uh, it's for still sure. Julian Of course. course. Yeah. I think the only time it's not Julian Sands is when it's the Chris Angel. But I would assume that if he would like whoosh, take off the mask, all of Mission Impossible, it's still Julian it's Sands. It's Julian Sands. I'm forever the warlock. That's his way to go through the ages. Twenty years from now, we're gonna see just, another warlock movie. Like, wow, that guy sure looks like Julian looks, Sands. He sheds his skin. It's, He's like, I'm Julian Sands. Yes, that's, that's Julian Sands. <laughs> Call him Boolean Sands. <laughs> Boo Warren's there. Well, then, if you want to get even more classic in a film that you could definitely qualify as a capital F film, this is one that we have seen and seen on the big screen. And man, this is a friggin' wonderfully weird film the, the capital f is at the very end of wt capital <laughs> f with this movie that's what that is but if you've not seen hasu you have not experienced just I, how like and i've seen it multiple times and it's a hard to describe this film it's shocking it's not animated you, oh, because it, it feels like an animated cartoon yeah. yeah that's a great it's way to describe totally it actually bonkers. It's, it's people a, turning into bananas. I mean, it's a full acid trip. Yeah, it, it is. And it, but it's but it does make sense. No, <laughs> no. I <laughs> it does, but it doesn't. I mean, I, I, like, mean, I mean, like we get what they're doing. Well, sure, we get what they're trying to do. It's it's just like you know. I think like right before they made the movie, they're like, "Holy shit!" Has anybody ever had LSD? <laughs> and then they have. gave it to everybody, and then right. they're like, let's do this entire movie. Go What's ahead. my character? You're sporty. You're ginger. You're baby. You eat a lot. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's a, a trippy-ass movie. It's trippy. Yeah, it it's is. charming. It's one you need to see as a horror, as a just a, as a film fan. You I need mean, to see this. I mean, it's like horror fantasy comedy. Maybe gateway even? Criterion. The yeah. Gateway to what? Madness? Mad- like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's just interesting note here. I, I wanted to show house as well 1986's house but i yeah but i i was like i can't have two movies called house it'll throw people off it's yeah. wildly different so that's why it's house two on here because it was going to be house oh, it, well and i don't think anybody calls it house house no it's still house who yeah because yeah. it makes you sound pretentious and smart ne- next october you should have all house movies you have house house on haunted hill house sue house two uh the house that drip blood uh Good don't Lord. go to the house Last house on the left last house on the left holy shit Okay, it's uh, so it shall houses. be said. Just house, 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 so it shall be done. Now another house, one. Cemetery. Yeah. Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> Although that is good, Fulci. Um, an- another free screening on October tenth, and this is a classic. Fucking Max Shrek being like really Kevin. <laughs> He's frightening in this, and you have to wonder: is it truly a you know factor fiction? But Nosferatu, blah, blah. Which, if you think of your classic gnarly vampire if you think of german expressionism salem's lot yes yeah. all of those things owe its you know existence in nosferatu Another one that's just like really smart with its cinematography it, well yeah mm-hmm. it's again again it, playing with the shadows it's and so cool and creepy and there's so, yeah i mean 
Dracula did not not rip it off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, we know the Stoker estate is not really pleased with I, that. I mean, I'm just saying, like, Universal didn't, I mean, really looked oh. at this movie in terms of, like, how they're setting up the monster scenes and, and Dracula. And this movie's just cool. If you've never seen it, it's, it's only, like, 61 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's just super cool. That's the best thing with, you know, we talk about it and lament it all the time on the podcast, just how in modern movies now, they're two hours plus. When back in the day, 90 minutes, you were good. And even before that, you'd get 72-minute films. Just I precise. I love being a good 72. Oh, I love it as well. That's mm-hmm. when we praise it. Like, ready or not, perfect. That's why it's one of my favorite films of this year. Now, another film we did talk about during uh, the bogus journey, Freaked or Freaks. Well, if you're into Freaks, on October 6th, a free screening of Freaks. Google the Todd, Gobble. Todd Browning classic, indeed. This Is this pre-Dracula or post? So that would have been Freaks was thirty. Shoot, Sorry to I mean, the year on there. I no, no, have... that's what. To, look it up there, genius. This is another one that's. I want to say it was after Dracula. I think it was. He got. He got. He got a pass. He got to do whatever. I mean, Todd Browning got to do whatever. Yeah, he but this is to. one that truly is like the human horror, where the man is the ultimate. Because technically, and I, and I don't want to spoil story. anything. Yeah. It's well, Dracula was too. Oh, yeah. No, Dracula is a timeless love story. Well, ultimately, you know, there's always that pathos or tragedy in the the films, which usually triggers all the horror. But man, with freaks, we, we, you know, we talked about on the podcast, but there's certain scenes in there that still have stayed with me to this day. It was the next year after Dracula. Was it? Okay. So that was 30. So 31 Dracula, 32. Yeah. Jeez. You want to talk about a film that still holds up? I was just pulling up the new freaks. Oh, the new freak 2018. I'm like, that's not. It's good. We just showed it. it, Yeah. Oh, it's good. I have not seen that one. It's sci-fi. It's a um. Oh, who the the guys? Anyways, keep going. That's okay. Hey, don't forget the radio silence directed fucking ready or not. Did you know that? I did. I I didn't fucking know that until I watched the movie and I was like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, and again, it's just why we love Samara Weaving as well. We cannot mm-hmm. wait for Bill and Ted face the music. Google Gobble. Holy shit, she's in that? Yeah. She is. I know. See? See? That's another another way to sell the screen. But man, we've taken a good almost hour hours. and a half to go through the entire lineup here at Shocktober. So make sure, again, we've got the free screenings. If you need to budget your, your balance, I understand. You know, we like we said, the deep red screenings, that is some once-in-a-lifetime kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, the... Obviously, Nerdoween is going to be a good time. I mean, Tammy and the T-Rex. Tammy and the T-Rex, could become, of course. I would love a, a world that exists where Tammy and the T-Rex a, gore cut uh, is shown monthly. Yeah. Well, and, you that, know, like, and it's a, it's possible. It oh, becomes, hi, T-Rex. <laughs> we don't get those, those. You can't make that. Movie, no, it right? has to happen. It has to just organically Organic. happen. And usually it's way after the fact. And, you know, the room was a couple years later, even though people saw it. We're like, that movie's insane. It had to build up that audience to eventually, like, you know, five, six, seven years later. And it's like, yep. oh, now we, it's in repertory. Same, you know, Rocky Horror kind of, you know, Rocky Horror it, took like 10 years to really, yeah, get, like, find its repertoire and, like, audience. And, uh, and, and then the same thing, I think, with, I hope, with Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah. I hope it takes off. Well, make sure again uh, if you uh, it's going to be on October tenth. Go to screenland.com. Check out upcoming. That's going to be all. There's even under more there. stuff that's not on there. Like we have Adam's family, the new Adam's the, family. That's we have right. Zombieland two. We have a movie called Harpoon. Um, there's a, a lot of other movies. Polaroid is coming out. Uh, 2018's Polaroid. Plus yeah. all the Finally other. Finally going to release. Um, yeah. Lighthouse, of course. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, t- I don't think it'll be out until November. Okay, oh, that's but still. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a there's a ton of movies, and uh, yeah. 
Well, thank you, man. Thank you for taking. I mean, I you are a busy man, and but thank you for taking the time to talk. Number one, yeah. also just to have you back and hanging out, which is always nice in and of itself. Uh, but I listen, gang. You know, we love the communal experience of going out and seeing a theater, seeing a movie in a theater. Mm-hmm. This is your chance. Free screenings, what have you. And you know what? Again, I'm challenging myself, number one, to go out more often, stuff I'm not hosting. But if you see me out there, say hi. I'll probably be curled up in a ball in my little introversion little thing, but challenge me. Say, hey, Greg, hate the podcast. You're an idiot. No worries. But when you shake his hand Genius at sucks. the blob Genius screen, sucks. make There's... sure you have something goo in your hand. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. want to encourage him, dude. Not send him back into his shell, man. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to William Castle this shit. Here, you can <laughs> shake my you can shake my hand and have gooey Everyone shit. Everyone dips their hand in Vaseline before they shake Greg's hand. Actually, yeah. you know what? Nice gooey handshake. I, or maybe that's what Greg does to you. I, at this there point, That's no. what I do. That's more of me. That is more you. Oh, That's, sorry, wrong hand. Yeah, it's more on brand there, my friend. But no, <laughs> sincerely, thank you for taking the time yeah. to talk with us, man. Um, so here, uh, obviously, our episode next month will be kicking off the month of October. Mm-hmm. And I know we've got some special stuff lined up because yes, we are we hitting do. a milestone. Um, but you'll just have to, you know, what are we going to talk about? What the kind of, you know... Uh, you know what do you say spooky shenanigans all kinds of spooky shenanigans you'll have to listen in uh, as we go along so until that time this is greg d and i'm genius mcgee and we will see you in your dreams <laughs> <laughs>